Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jared. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Good man. I've got Jesse. How are you? Hola, amigos. Hola. Well, <laughs> keep that accent going because there's no Andy this week. However, in our WhatsApp group, he did give you a list of Scottish phrases, didn't he, to get into the podcast this week? Okay, he did. <laughs> start with I'm going to start with a wee bit of them and then work up and see what happens super have you still got that message have you oh yeah yeah, yeah I do brilliant okay well we look forward to some of them being dropped in um right okay. we're going to find out if Andy actually listens to the podcast yes this might be the last time <laughs> <laughs> well he's got COVID at the moment so um there's oh, oh, I know no. he's got the rotten germs so um <laughs> Like shite. <laughs> I did it. There you go. Uh, is that like Raphael shite? <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, so we're going to start the Champions League on Tuesday. We're going to start in Italy uh, at the San Siro. Milan nil, Chelsea 2. So this is in Group E. Uh, a Jorginho penalty. Now, I was going to say controversial penalty, but... Uh, because it was not only was it a penalty given away by Tamori for a sort of pullback on Mason Mount, it was also a red card for Tamori. Um, Robbie Savage on BT Sport was getting very exercised at this thing. It wasn't a red card challenge. I can see why it was a red card challenge because even though um, Mason Mount got his shot away, um, then it it was a poorer quality shot than if he hadn't been pulled back, if you see what I mean. So, And there was no genuine attempt to play the ball by Tamori. So I can, I can see why the red card was given. Has anyone seen this at all? I think... I think I remember seeing it and thinking it was one of those that could go... Either way, I thought it was a bit harsh considering they're already getting a penalty and then he's been sent off as well. It's like, you know, yellow maybe and a penalty would have been fine. Yeah. But I, I don't think you complain with the the red being given. No, I think the rule is because if he made a genuine attempt to challenge for the ball, then it wouldn't have been a red because he didn't make an attempt. It was therefore a red. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. So possibly. Um, Jesse, sorry, did you say you've seen this? No, this was not one of the ones I've seen. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so Olivier Drew missed an easy header at Nuno and with 11 men. Um Stefano Pioli, the Milan manager, said the penalty and the red card changed everything. Um, it kind of did feel like that, didn't it, Jared? It felt sort of... There was like a deflation that went out of the game as soon as the penalty was scored. Yeah, I mean, I I was, I was watching this on the goal show today. 
didn't really get to see what the tempo is like, but I did start watching the first 20. And to be honest, from there, it didn't seem like there was a huge amount of tempo in the game as it was. Hmm. So I feel probably when one team goes ahead quite early, even when there's not much tempo, it's hard to to add it back into the game. So as soon as I saw that Chelsea had gone ahead, I did think they were going to just hold on. In your secret football club that you work for, uh, do you do much training of 10 v 11? Mm, no. No? Can we give Jared's secret football club a name? Like, we could call them... I mean, we could call them the Jareds, but I feel like that's not very creative. Should we let him choose a name? Should we give him the, yeah. the opportunity? Um, there's a lot of writing on this. There is. Like, there is. No, I know. I'm glad you recognise the pressure. <laughs> um... Dorma FC. Dorma FC. Well done. That's obviously the description of yourself rather than the football team, isn't it? In case anyone's listening. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just I saw a mat in front of me, so I thought, you know. Oh, Jack, don't give it away. <laughs> but there was no door, and that just came straight to me. So you just got a door mat without a door? No, it's just like a mouse mat, but. Oh, okay. Well, I can't call it mouse mat, so I thought doormat. <laughs> Fair enough. Mouse wrap. There you go for any Parks and Rec fans. Um, yeah, so you don't, you don't do any practicing like that as uh, as part of your sort of coaching week. No, no, not in not in particular. No, it's quite a hectic schedule. So, yeah, I guess it is. You haven't really got a lot to, of time to work on these things, have you? No, yeah, but I guess. You, you might have situations like mini matches where one team's got an overload, so they're not not as a whole ten v eleven. Yeah, okay, but it is something a play a, a team would be used to, isn't it? Sort of playing with a player less. Yeah, I, it's more you'd probably just move a player more defensive, and they'll know their role anyway. So it wouldn't make a huge difference. Yeah. Okay, so it's a four-straight win for Potter. Uh, Mason Mount is the only outfield player to have started all of Potter's games. So he's obviously got a um, a lot of faith in young Mason, uh, rightfully so. But a bit difficult. This You can't really sort of tell a lot about Chelsea from this game, I guess, can you? Because of the, the nature of how it went. No, yeah. It's, it's one of those where if they had lost, you probably wouldn't have read much from it either. It's just... It's a good result, and I think Potter... It'll be interesting to see how Potter does over a longer term because you've always got that little bounce Yeah. when uh, the new manager comes in. Are either of you amazed how many pundits or ex-player pundits don't know the rules of football when you hear them talking on TV? Not ex-player pundits, no. I think it's a little bit of a bubble, and, and honestly, like some of the rules are i don't know how many of us you know whenever there's like a handball in the box get into you know fantastic arguments over like was it deliberate where was the arm where was the hand Mm. um and and you see rest taking forever on on var as well so i think there's some rules that it's like it makes sense that are just you know, if those player pundits didn't play in those particular positions or, you know, the rules have sort of changed a bit in the in the last couple of years, it does make sense. Although, I guess if they're getting paid to be pundits, they, they could have read up on them. Because <laughs> um, sometimes they change a wee bit, don't they? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think some things have changed, like, for football, because it is such a sort of not simple in, in, in that way, but simple in, in terms, like, comparatively to other sports, in terms of rules, that when rules change, you know, it feels a little bit drastic. Um, and, you see, you know, you sense those players, you know, you know the Jamie Carragher players, like, you sense them sort of struggling to accept these newfangled notions. Yeah, fair enough. You absolutely missed the free chance for a Scottish thing when I said wee bit, but yeah, you missed well, it. Well, good. We all have to do our part to make sure that Andy's spirit is alive on this podcast. <laughs> he lives on. Andy aye. may be gone for this. Yeah, aye, aye, aye. He may be gone this week. But... <laughs> we need to fill the wee bit quota. <laughs> Maybe we could do like a best bits of him at the end. You know, like on sort of those talent shows on like um, America's Got Britain's Got Talent. You know, where they show their best bits when they're voted off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Also in that group, Dina Mozar grabbed Drew one one at home with RB Salzburg. So Chelsea top on seven points. And it's Salzburg with six, uh, Milan and Dinamo on four. So there's um, it's still quite a close uh, knit group, that one. Group G was on Tuesday night. He's Copenhagen, nil, Manchester City, nil. Um, Manchester City were down to 10 men in this one as well. Sergio Gomez, red card after 30 minutes, although they still managed 59% possession, City did. Um, Riyad Mahrez missed a penalty, and uh, Rodri had an absolute thunderbass that disallowed due to a, a, a Riyad Mahrez handball in the build-up. Um, Kamal Grabara had another excellent game in the Copenhagen goal. Uh, he seems um, seems to have really sort of found himself the last couple of weeks in these games versus City. Who saw anything from this one? I watched the majority of the game, mostly just the second half. Okay, and what did you make of it? It's It was one of those games where I felt Man City needed a Haaland. They, just, they needed someone just to be direct, be in the box and just take a chance or something a bit different because they were just getting it down to the the wide channels and just look lost really no not much of a spark and just keeping the ball yeah so it, it needed a Haaland but obviously they're they're going to be saving him yeah they can't play him every game I mean they did qualify no they have been qualified yes they have qualified from have they let's have a look yes they have know. qualified from this group yeah sorry um, they're not confirmed as, run, as, as winners but yeah they have qualified from this group so maybe yeah it was a good idea to to rest him. Jesse, did you see any of this? You know what? I did. And then there have been so many <laughs> then because of the schedule this year that I can barely remember. Um, Rodrigo is, Rodri is very good. Um, also, sorry, the, the first thing that sprang to mind when Jared said they needed a Holland is how many Holland cousins have come up in the past couple yes. of years. Like, <laughs> just any, just bring on a Holland. It doesn't matter which one. Just pop one on the field. They're quite funny, some of those, aren't they? <laughs> um, also, in this group, Dortmund won severe one. Um, I wrote B stroke HAM and nearly said Birmingham, but that's Bellingham. Um, Jude Bellingham with his fourth goal in this season's Champions League. He sort of volleyed a Thomas Munier cross home. Um, Dortmund need one point from the last two games to qualify. So it looks quite straightforward in this group. City are top on 10 points, then Dortmund on 7. Sevilla 2 and Copenhagen 2. Disappointing for Sevilla, Jesse, that they're not even going to try and qualify from this group it seems like they're not trying i mean it really that is exactly the description that i would have used is that because they've down tools for 
Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, is that because they they sort of down tools the first few weeks for Lopetegui or some other reason? I don't know. You know, we've talked about this. I don't know. And I think if that's the case, then, they, you know, they don't deserve it because you should be playing for more than just a coach that you don't like or don't have faith in. or mm. don't, But, like, I, I don't... Um, this was a, this was disappointing to see. They have really they have good players, so seeing them not use that talent or coalesce together in any way, you know, there's like there were no two players who figured out how to come together. There was no one who sort of used any kind of spark or creativity um, at all. Mm. And and Sevilla has has this, you know, history that just you did not see. Um, and and it was sad um, to watch. And you know, we've said this before. Like Lopetegui, okay, he's gone. Try to impress Sampaoli or play for yourself or play for your fans. Like there's, you know, there is. There's what to play for here, mm. um, and that you just did not see happening at all. Um, so it was it was really disappointing. Jared, did you see any of this? Yeah, I, I saw the the Jude Bellingham goal, mm. um, but I didn't really see much of the the game because it was on the goal show again. Oh, okay. Very underrated show, that isn't it? It's like only a matter of time before he gets offered just obscene amount of money from, you know, so many other clubs. He's so young and so good. Bellingham, yes, he's still a teenager, isn't he? Yes, it's it's ridiculous, and he makes things. It's almost like he makes things look so easy that like maybe he won't. Like he may he he needs to look like he's working harder for it. Yeah. In a way. I mean, I know it was only. Three years ago, he did make his debut for Birmingham because he made it when he was 16. But I remember watching at the time when he made his debut. It was on um, it was on the highlight show uh, later on that night. And they said, and on came Jude Bellingham. He's only 16, but a lot has thought of him. And you think, oh, there's a name you keep your eye on. But that seems like ages ago. He seems to have been around he's forever. He's that squad. I mean, he's talking to like yeah. full-on grown-ups. Like, what? <laughs> the, the amount of responsibility on his shoulders and he's just like you know what and i'm gonna score these goals just watch me yeah he's gonna cost somebody an awful lot of money next season oh. i hope it's us <laughs> <laughs> where are you going to put him christopher swapping penderson i think well yeah i think it's um That's it. it's looking likely our midfield isn't getting any younger unfortunately um henderson and milner navigators out of contract i think at the end of the season as well so there's gonna be a fair few places we can put him um, okay, Group F, uh, Celtic nil, RB Leipzig 2, Timo Werner and Emil Forsberg. Celtic are now out. Um, they've got no chance of qualifying. They've only got a slim chance of qualifying for the Europa League. Um, and it's kind of their own fault. They hit the post twice and missed two easy chances at 0-0. They had 16 shots in total. Um, they've lost their last seven at home in the Champions League. That's a joint record with some team in the past whose name I didn't write down um, anyone see this one at all <laughs> let's make a team up it's the um, it's the joint record with um, uh, Montevideo Rangers what exactly I did hear that yeah <laughs> um, did anyone see the highlights in this game 
Not that I remember. Okay. Um, and what about uh, Shakhtar 1, Real Madrid 1? Um, it's Antonio Rudiger, the meanest person in European football, bearing in mind Shakhtar... Cracked open. We have to be nice to him. He did, but poor old Shakhtar, they can't even play in their own country, and they were seconds away from a famous win against the Champions League holders. Poor beleaguered Ukrainian team, and then Antonio Rudiger pops up with his big head. He... Yeah, he seems like one of those players that would just be annoying to play against sometimes, you know, he's just got that, that funny run that he does when he he's outpacing you or that like he, the little laugh when he beats yeah. you to the ball and you miss a shot, he's just a player you want on your team and probably on the training pitch is funny as well. He is one of those players, One of the, I don't dislike him, so he's not one of those players that you hate because he's on the other team, but he is one of those players that I really would quite like on, on my team. He seems, he seems, I mean, he's an obviously an excellent player and he seems, he's got that sort of cult figure about him. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be in your dream partnership with David Luiz at the back. <laughs> he would. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so Real Madrid are top on 10 points and Leipzig are on 6, Shakhtar on 5, uh, Celtic are on 1, as I say, they've gone. Group H, PSG 1, Benfica 1, Mbappe penalty, uh, followed by João Mario penalty. Um, PSG missed the chance to qualify. Um, but that's not really the talking point coming out of Paris this week. It is... Um, Mbappe already wants to leave, apparently, according to Julian Laurent, um, who's a, a French football correspondent, he told the BBC that Mbappe felt betrayed. Bearing in mind, Mbappe only signed a new contract this summer. I mean, he could have literally left for free, couldn't he? This is this is an issue entirely of his own making, Jared. Yeah, I, f- I feel like this was always going to happen if they didn't look promising in the Champions League. Because it's surprising considering he's probably doing half the stuff. Well, they said that he was meant to be doing half the stuff. The manager would be like choosing the tactics, choosing the signing. So technically, you know, it's a bit on his fault if he's taking on all those responsibilities. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely um, when it's definitely one of those things that you could have seen happening when he signed the new contract. Well, I mean, yeah, this is this is what he asked for, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like he got everything he wanted and then realised, oh, actually, it's not as easy as just doing these, so I'm going. <laughs> this is harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he's like assistant manager with all the roles he's taken on, so, you know, taking him away from his football. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like him, and I like the way he sort of played when he was at Monaco, and the fact he's sort of he's a huge part of that French team that won the World Cup. I really liked him. I just hope he's not going to turn himself into some sort of big head yeah i think it's becoming like a bit of a neymar sort of ego where you know harlan will go to a club and when they're being compared so much you've he's very loyal to his team even if they're not the best team he'll he'll keep trying his best for them and then he'll make a big move where you don't want Mbappe to be that guy that no one really trusts and if they start losing he's going to moan and yeah be a bad egg yeah, fair enough. Uh, also, this group might be high for two Juventus nil. Um, that was Omer uh, Atsili with two goals, fourteen shots. Uh, Maccabi had uh, compared to Juventus's ten, so it wasn't like a fluke win at all for uh, the Israelis. This was properly earned, wasn't it? That was feel really good at this one as well. Yes, 
it's one of those games that you you don't really expect it to be good and then when you when you see that a big team's away to a, a small team a smaller team then you never know you know what could what could happen you looked at bodo it's a bit like bodo glimp and sheriff they sort mm. of you never the, you, you underestimate these these teams in the champions league because it's like is i don't know if they're the first time in it um yeah i think they may have been in it before but you know there's so many like yeah your, yeah your memory gets a bit hazy doesn't it yeah and i probably wasn't maybe not around then um yeah all right all right <laughs> but yeah you, you never know like is this just the excuse to say how young you are no no <laughs> but yeah uh, it's, it's exciting when you see the the home team score against a bigger club and you think okay this could be a, a an upset and then you always it's, it's one of those that you always got to keep an eye on when you're you, you're looking through the games yeah yeah no definitely um I don't know. I, I, I quite like the look of some Israeli teams, and um, I just can't find anywhere to stream it, unfortunately. But uh, it'd be good to I, see that, some. That's surprising. The stuff that you watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, under 19s European football was good this week. Um, so PSG are top on eight points. Uh, Benfica um, are joining them on eight points. I think they drew last week in. Um, uh, in the reverse fixture as well, so um, I think PSG are going to see this as a certainly two or three points drop, maybe sort of four points dropped over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Benfica in a group with Juve, I think they'll be pleased that they're not only level with PSG, but they're five points ahead of Juve. So Benfica on eight points, Juve and Maccabi are, are both on three points. So trouble for Juve, uh, and they're not going very well in the league, are they? I mean, you obviously hate to see it, lols. <laughs> uh, right okay so Wednesday group A so uh, Andy is quote unquote unwell that's um, certainly come out since Wednesday um, and lo and behold Rangers lost 7-1 to Liverpool is that a coincidence Jared? I, I think it might be I think it might be <laughs> uh, that, that, would, that would make me sick if I was a Rangers fan I think so too well, well they took the lead in this Scott Arfield scored someone wrote Arfield 1 and Field 0 after he scored Um <laughs> Two goals from uh, Bobby Firmino, uh, Nunes, then Elliot after a little bit of VAR where he stood there having a nice little hug with uh, Mo Salah as they wait for the um, uh, the VAR decision. And then Salah with a hat-trick, fastest hat-trick in Champions League history. Apparently you could listen to Elton John's Tiny Dancer um, and still have five seconds to spare in the time that Salah scored his hat-trick. So I suppose you'd have to ask your parents about Elton John's Tiny Dancer, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I'm I not... know who Elton John is, but... <laughs> you read about it in your history books, right? Yeah, yeah. In England, we that, that's got to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jürgen Klopp said the... Oh, uh, the Diogo Jota assisted all three of um, Salah's goals as well, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Jürgen Klopp said the result changes the mood before the City game, but of course we've been here before, haven't we? We had the Bournemouth 9-0 game, and we're still sort of... It still came crashing back down to earth not long afterwards. So it's all very well having these great performances, but you've got to follow it up, and they've got to follow it up against City as well, Man City as well, haven't they? Yeah, I don't. The the, the worrying thing is you don't want it to be like a false confidence booster, thinking, okay, everything doesn't look as bad as we think, and then you go into a, a higher caliber team um, with Man City, one of the best in the world, and then 
you really they they all exposed the little weaknesses that maybe Rangers couldn't. Yeah, um, and it's a shame for Rangers because they it's the first time they've been in the Champions League for some time. I mean, if you're being spurious, you'd say the first time ever for this particular version of Rangers, um, and. Um, they haven't really made the fist of it that they could have done. And Napoli beat Ajax 4-2. So Napoli have put 10 goals past Ajax in the space of a week. So um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a chance missed for, for Rangers this, isn't it, this season? Yeah, I think it was always going to be a tough group for them to get out of. Um, so I, I, I think they'd have, they'd have been surprised as well with, with getting out especially against, I mean, Napoli are usually pretty good in European football. Ajax, they're famous for being good in European football and Liverpool mm. over the last few years been one of the best. So getting out was, was this is probably the hardest group. If Well, maybe if not the the Barcelona-Bayern intergroup, this is probably the, the next hardest one to get out of. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And Napoli, of course, with those four goals against Liverpool um, in total they scored 17 goals in this season's Champions League so they're pretty prolific aren't they yeah they, they look like um, a team that you don't want to you don't want to get especially at, at Napoli um, it looks like a, a tough ground to go to did you see the goals from this uh, from from Liverpool or the Napoli for Napoli um, I'm not sure I've seen the the Bergwijn. I saw the last goal for, for Osimhen. But Osimhen, that's the one I was going to talk about. That was a really good goal, that wasn't it? Yeah, you could sort of see it happening, and I knew there was going to be a goal here because it was, it was the highlights. And I was like, I don't know where it's coming from. And then you just see Osimhen, you're thinking, no way, can this be a goal? And it's just, I don't know what the defenders think in there. Just clear your lines. Um, but the the. The, the like aggression to get to get after is, I mean, it's great to see. I think he came on as a sub as well. Oh, okay, because yeah, he charged from very close to the centre circle, didn't he? That that bat pass, um, and in the um, the highlights, they were blaming Daily Blint, who was the player that received the ball, and I kind of thought, well, he's had a bit of a hospital pass there from his left back. I did feel a bit sorry for him. Yeah, I do. I do think it's still. I mean, he had quite a lot of time, and he tries to turn and play it out where he could have easily done that in like one or two touches but I think it's more Ossiman sort of forcing it upon him and putting the pressure on him where if he didn't then that's never going to be a goal yeah fair enough and, and there was no Trent for Liverpool when they score seven goals so you know has he been the problem all along Um, I mean maybe maybe that's why he hasn't been playing as well I don't know I think I did hear something that this might have been like a little injury that's been plaguing him for a little bit this season yeah um but you don't know maybe maybe something in the mood shifted or a tactic shifted that opened up the game a bit more um at Dorma fc um how often do players play 100 percent fit i mean is there always do players always have like a tiny niggle or they, can they always feel something or a pull muscle or something like that or are there players that generally are 100% fit all the while? I think majority of the time you'd probably have, I'd probably say like at least a third of the team with a little niggle. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a player who's not completely fit or um, at least on the bench, you're more likely to get players who who are unlikely to play 
that you sort of can't risk not having them on the bench. So for the majority of the time, are they a players about sort of 90, 95% fit, really? Yeah, yeah, but then maybe like fitness will play a role. So if you've got a few players who you can sort of tell are tired and could do a rest, but yeah. there's definitely players who like they'll be feeling a muscle and you've got to take care of it. But they get, they get, and there's so much uh, like examining and screening of it all that anything will get will get picked up and is the pressure from uh oh, sorry i won't ask you that that's not very fair <laughs> so i won't ask no, you that I, th- question. I think i think what, uh, what you're gonna say i think it's more the players want to play themselves okay so i think the difficulty is telling them like when they have to not go as fast to recover yeah Fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, in Group D, Spurs 3, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt 2. Um, two goals from Son. Uh, Kane scored a penalty and then missed a penalty. And he's been busy this week, Harry Kane, hasn't he? Did you watch him on CBeebies when you went to bed the other day? Was he? I was wondering who that was. <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, Harry Kane read the CBeebies bedtime story. I don't know how you get the gig for that, but... That's pretty cool, anyway. isn't it? I reckon that's quite yeah, a sought-after gig because I reckon there's lots and lots of famous people with kids of a very young age. I remember Tom Hardy rang it, uh, sorry, read it a couple of times. I reckon it's quite. I think I think it's a thing that a lot of famous parents with young kids want to do, so their their kids can see them read the bedtime story. Yeah, I don't I don't know if the best voice if you're not his kids to listen to before you go to bed, like for a bedtime story, but. I was going to watch it on the iPlayer actually, just to see because obviously you thought. I think it was a story involving a rabbit, and I think the background of the story was all about mental health. And I think, um, you know, when you're sort of reading the story on on there, um, and you sort of as you're narrating, you do an impression of the voices, don't you? So like, I'm a little yeah. rabbit. I'd love to have heard his impressions of the uh, the characters' voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. Um, what do you reckon to the game then? Did you see any of this tool? Um, I don't think. No, no, I didn't see. I didn't see any of these. Oh, okay. So, yeah, for, because I watched the uh, Man City game. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, Frankfurt took the lead after um, an Eric Dyer uh, error, um, and then Spurs looked pretty comfy, uh, especially after the Silvio um, or Silvio Mario red card. They didn't really look like they were in any kind of trouble, even when Frankfurt got it back to 3-2. I think that was quite late in the game, and they didn't really look like they were in any kind of sort of um, trouble at all. Uh, also in this group, Sporting nil Marseille 2. Back-to-back wins for uh, for Marseille, having lost their previous 13 um, in the Champions League. So they've had quite a boost the last sort of, the last sort of week. So um, Spurs are on seven points. Marseille now on six. Uh, sporting. Did I get back on time for Spurs? Well, yes. Let me just bear one second. Let me just finish reading this group out. Uh, so the Spurs are top on seven. Then uh, Marseille are on six. Sporting, who was sitting pretty a couple of weeks ago on six points, um, and now down in third, still with six. And then Antwerp Frankfurt are on four. So we were just talking about the Spurs game, Jesse. But did you know that Harry Kane read the bedtime story on CBeebies this week? I think it was about a rabbit that was suffering with mental health problems. Oh, why? What happened to the rabbit? I don't know. I've not watched it on catch-up yet, but I need to watch it on catch-up. So, 
Um, uh, is one for your VPN if you've got one? I don't. I need to get one now. Obviously, though. <laughs> I thought you said it was on CBeebies. God. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't think you get CBeebies over there, do you? No. No. Wow. Yeah, we we get to watch it, and you. I might live stream it to you. I'm gonna watch it. I can't catch it. <laughs> what did you reckon to the Spurs game then? Uh, Sun Yun-min is, as I tweeted out to the world, a god among men. What makes him so godlike? Just is. What? What makes him so godlike? I mean, himself, his beautiful playing, um, his running, himself. Mm-hmm. Did I mention himself? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, he got an assist from Harry Kane, which I think is uh, some ridiculous amount of assist now between the pair of them, isn't it? Yeah, when the two of them link up, magic happens. It really is. Were you worried after the Eric Dyer era? Did you think, here we go again? Or um, were you quite relaxed because of how you were playing at the time and you thought you'd get back into it? I'm sorry, did you, do you think I relaxed? No, I appreciate you got your South American temperament, haven't you? Your Latin temperament. So yeah. As relaxed as um, relaxed as you could be when you're not sort of <laughs> doing whatever South Americans do. <laughs> I I don't trust Spurs fans who re- I don't I don't think I trust football fans who relax about their team. I just don't understand. It's not a it's not a like a trait that I understand. Okay. Um. But no, I just sort of thought like, yeah, of course that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with Harry Kane missing the second penalty. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course that happened. <laughs> I only saw the highlights, but from what I saw of the highlights, it looked quite quite a pedestrian win. Even when it got back to 3-2, it didn't look like you were sort of desperately Not sort cool. of clinging on. Yeah, it didn't look like you were sort of clinging on for dear life and hoping for a win. No. No. Um, I, I mean, having said that, we could and should have fought for, you know, a handful more goals. But no, it, I think we played pretty well. Um, even, you know, Brian Gill, who honestly, I kind of forgot we still had. Um, <laughs> I also I'm shocked that he's only 21 still. Mm-hmm. Um, played really well. I think, you know, everybody, nobody played poorly. Mm. And that's lovely. I think that's the best thing you could say about your team. And uh, I rarely say that. Good for me right now. Good for you. Well done, you. <laughs> uh, okay, Group B was Atleti nil, Bruges nil, uh, Leverkusen nil, Porto three. Um, two uh, Torreini penalties and a missed Leverkusen penalty uh, made sure that um, uh, Xavi Alonso went home in a grumpy, unhappy mood. From what I remember last week, there are lots of VARs and penalties in this fixture on the return last week as well. So, um, Bruges on top of this group on 10 points. Then it's Porto on 6, Atleti on 4, and Leverkusen on 3. Uh, Bruges doing very well there this season's dark horses in the Champions League. Uh, finally, Group C, Victoria Pilsen 2. For the, um, Ooh, sorry, sorry for, the, for the Bruges, they haven't actually they haven't conceded a goal. Have they not? Simamingale Sim no. in goal. Yeah, in the game, it was just the, the Mignolet... The Minule show really. He, oh, he okay. saved this point blank one, and it smacked him right in the face. And if if, if it wasn't for him, that they would have they'd have lost the game. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that um, I'm glad he's having a, a resurgence somewhere else. Uh, Group C: Victoria Pilsen two, Bayern Munich four. Bayern were four 0 up at half time. Um, 
goals from Mane, uh, Muller, and two from Leon Goretzka. Uh, and then, Jared, you watched this, didn't you? It was Barcelona 3, Inter Milan 3. So, um, this was 1-0, thanks to... Uh, Thanks to Dembele goal, which is a lovely little sort of cross by Rafinha along the ground there. Then it's 1-1, then it's 2-1 to Inter, 2-2. Uh, in the 89th minute, Robin Gosen scored to give um, Inter a 3-2 lead. At this point, Barca are heading out of the Champions League. Uh, and then a second goal for Robert Lewandowski on 92 minutes. Barca are on the brink of uh, exiting the Champions League, so they've still got a tiny sort of sliver of hope. Um, Chavi says, it's my fault. I'm angry. My feeling is that this competition has been and is still being cruel with us. Jared, you said you watched this game. Did you feel Barcelona, um, uh, the, the game was being cruel to Barcelona? It felt more like Barcelona didn't know how to break down Inter, to be honest. I think they they kept going side to side and Inter just sat in the box and Barcelona, if it wasn't for Lewandowski, they're not scoring in this game. Mm. They're, well, they're, they're not getting the three goals that they had because I literally the only way I could see them scoring is Lewandowski pulling out a an amazing header or a good volley, which which he does do, and that's what you can do when you've got Lewandowski in your team. But I, overall, I I don't think they actually deserved a draw. I think they just had possession for the sake of possession for most of it and just couldn't break down into. Okay, Jesse, did you watch this too? I did. My favorite part actually was when Inzaghi got red carded at the very end. <laughs> was that more fun than um, Jared Piquet completely forgetting there was an interplay behind him? Oh, that was also delight. Yeah, this this was a telenovela in the form of a football match. Um, I yeah, I, Jared. Actually, you have as always. You have this one completely right. It just it feels like. Um, a specific, you know, that Barca just—I don't know. Do you think that this was, in this case, Xavi then not doing his research into Inter? Do you think that this was Inter just outperforming Barca? Because this definitely felt not like a Barca problem, but more like a Barca against Inter problem. Yeah, I think I think Inter just nullified Barcelona. I think they did their research. I think they planned to stop Barca instead of Barca planning to to beat Inter. It was more Barca set up how they would do an Inter for. Okay, we know how we're going to beat this, and it worked perfectly. The Inter three goals were almost identical on the counter attack, where the Barca goals, you, you sort of needed that that magical spark to to get them. And I suppose doing what PK did and Sergio Busquets giving the ball away in midfield doesn't really help, does it? No, PK just didn't... No, uh, sorry, Busquets just didn't look himself in this game. I don't think I've seen him give away the ball so much. And just as soon as, soon as they, they scored off that, that pass, you could you could see it was going to come straight off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anybody could lip-read or, or have the same um, like camera angle, camera shots that... We did here, but Busquets said a lot. Can I? You know what? I could say it in Spanish. They kept zooming in on Busquets, just saying "puta madre." Like he was so frustrated. Oh, Jesse, the p yes. the p word. If I wanted to read an article about how the p word shouldn't be in football, where would I find oh, that? That's a different one, but yes. Oh, it's a different one, is it? <laughs> well, it's related to that one, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> 
yeah, Every... when you use, so puta madre is just like um, son of a bitch. Ah, okay. But like worse in some countries, yeah, Spanish is weird. Worse, definitely worse in some countries, but that P word that you're talking about mm -hmm. um, is is like the F, with a homo, definitely a homophobic slur. I spent four seasons of Narcos uh, thinking about that article. <laughs> Because it was probably the most used word on um, on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That is definitely not a word that should be used in soccer. And anybody who claims it's cultural is bullshit. Uh, okay, so um, Bayern are top on twelve points. They've qualified. Uh, Inter are on seven. Barcelona on four, and Victoria Pils on nil. So. Um, Barcelona only three points behind Inter. Inter will be kicking themselves a little bit. However, the next game will be um, Inter against Pilsen and Barcelona against Bayern Munich. So uh, they really are sort of hanging on by the, the sort of dearest of threads of Barcelona. Right, that's Champions League. Let's move on to bits and bobs of leagues in Europe. So in Spain, Barcelona and Real Madrid are both on 22 points at the top of La Liga. And then it's uh, Atletico Bilbao and Atletico Madrid in um, fourth place on 17 and 16 points. Uh, respectively. It's a bumper weekend in Spain because not only is it third v fourth as Bilbao play Atleti Madrid, it's also El Clasico, Jared. Real Madrid versus Barcelona. That means the classic in Spanish. Uh, there you go. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and Barcelona are going to be wearing a top uh, designed by Drake, which made me... It, it's like a big owl on the front. Looks like Sheffield Wednesday has sponsored them, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very strange looking kit. Um, how do you feel this one's going to go, guys? I think I, I feel like Jesse would know would know more than me, but I think based off, I, I think this might be a decent decent match because both of them are sort of the same level. I I feel now where in previous years one might be far ahead of the other, so I think it will be will be a decent El Clasico. Yeah, Jesse, what do you reckon? Well, Araujo is injured um, for Barca. Eric Garcia is not convincing, is he? Not yet. Um, I'm not really up on Adid's um, injury list, um, but they've been on such a run of form lately, and I really don't think Barca has anybody that can stop Vinicius Jr. well enough to threaten. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm sorry, Emma. <laughs> I feel like I feel like barring something either spectacular from Barca or sort of injury shocking from Real, this is going to tilt towards. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think um, in Italy, Napoli top on 23 points. Then it's Atalanta on 21. Then Lazio and Udinese both on 20. So. Napoli play Bologna, um, Lazio play Udinese, so that's third v fourth. Atlanta play Sassuolo, and it's also Turin Derby this weekend as Torino play Juve. Um, and the stars have aligned in Germany as well, as Union are top on 20 points, then it's Freiburg on 18, then Bayern and Dortmund both on 16. So it's Freiburg versus, uh, oh, sorry, Bayern versus Freiburg, and Union versus Dortmund. Um, Jared, can you see any upsets here this weekend? I mean, I guess an upset, I mean, would... Would Union beating beating Dortmund be an upset? I think, I think after 
the the classica result with it being two all i think you can see that both teams have frailties so i wouldn't be surprised if union berlin or or freiburg win that win the, their respective matches because it's just i feel no one's really super convincing this year mm. as of yet i feel Bayern are more likely to win their game than than dortmund just because of the the power that they have and the strength and depth but dortmund then again i don't know whether they i feel like they would still have slightly more than union berlin will but this is this is where you see like who's who is is it all just because of who union berlin have been playing or are they really going to be title challengers yeah Fair enough. Uh, and in France, PSG top on 26. They're a point ahead of Lorient and then Marseille 23. So it's Lorient versus Rheim. Uh And then on Sunday evening, it is PSG versus Marseille. Le Classique. Jesse, that's French for the classic. Is it? Yes. This is always oodles and oodles and oodles of fun. Um, so if you can uh, get a chance to watch this, then you definitely should. Did you see that... Um... Oh, we talked about PSG, and I'll say this in my best Chris French, have been accused of... They've been uh, what? Sorry, Jesse? Accused. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Chris, clearly you don't speak French. Of um, intentionally, like, spreading um, rumours about their players. <laughs> oh, these are the bot farms, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That's quite murky, isn't it? Why would they do that? I don't know. That's That only because seems counterproductive. Been all the source of the um, Mbappe rumours? Yeah. Yes, that doesn't seem particularly good, does it? It's about as bad as my French accent. No. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> we're both like Joe. We're all like Joey on friends with our French. Um, other games this weekend in Northern Ireland. It's big two derbies. Linfield play against Torren. Uh, in the Canadian Premier League, it's the playoffs as Cavalry play Forge and Pacific play Atletico Ottawa. Pacific are my team, Jesse, because they're Manu Vett's team. He said he told me to support these. Oh, okay. Um. It's the eternal derby of Slovenia, uh, as Olympia Ljubljana play Maribor. That means they're going to be playing forever, eternally. That's what it sounded like, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, keep going and going. <laughs> uh, and then it's the MLS playoffs, as you told me about, Jesse. So, LA Galaxy versus Nashville, um, Austin versus Real Salt Lake, and New York Red Bulls versus FC Cincinnati. But there's a load more games continuing to next week as well. Uh, in news, Emma Hayes has had to take time at the game due to an emergency hysterectomy due to endometriosis. Um, assistant manager Denise Reddy is going to take over temporarily. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah she released that. If you go to her Twitter page, she released a statement the other day explaining... Um, Gary Lineker in, we've got, this is a new segment called Gary Lineker Corner uh, he knows of two gay players in the Premier League and hopes that they come out during the World Cup uh, he says um, quote unquote I know for a fact some have been close uh, and contemplated it he's come under a little bit of fire uh, by people saying you shouldn't really be on the front cover of a newspaper saying that there's Premier League players waiting to come out as gay they should, you should really let them make their own journey um, to do that 
Uh, and he's also been found in breach of impartiality guidelines um, by the BBC after he tweeted about uh, Russian donors to the Conservative Party. Um, what else have we got? Uh, oh, former Swansea player Ashley Williams has been charged by the FA for improper conduct after confronting a coach during an under-12 game in which his son was playing. Um, Ashley Williams, or spokesman for Ashley Williams, said that he himself was assaulted. Williams, not the spokesman. Um, and will have witnesses. Um, Jared, you've played a lot of youth team football. Does that sound a familiar tale? It seems, just because he's a big name, they sort of had to find him where I feel... If that's anyone else, I don't think it's getting as blown up. So I, f I feel maybe you've got to see, you've got to have a lot of evidence to start finding him. You can't just, someone can't just go, oh, well, he's done this, and then they, they have to find him because it's getting out. So I haven't seen any, I haven't seen anything about this, but it seems like something that, I, d I don't know, it's 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 a tough one to to judge anyone against. As a uh, veteran of youth team football, is this something that sort of tends to happen? Yeah, I think the you've always got the parents that get involved, and if it's a heated game as well, you feel like the parents might just come on. And I've seen coaches getting having the the parents come up to the coaches and stuff. So yeah, it happens. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, what else have we got? Oh, Diego Maradona's Hand of God ball is to go um, on sale at auction. It's going to expect to fetch between two and a half to three million pounds. The ball is currently owned by Ali bin Nasser, who actually refereed the game back in 1986. So he's been sat with that ball for quite some time. Um, and Island Ladies have apologised after they sang a rebel song uh, with the lyrics, Ooh, ah, up the rah, after qualifying for the Women's World Cup. Um, who's seen this? Yeah, I saw that their captain apologizing and the seemingly kind of, I mean, I'm, you know what, I am not the right person to make the call on, on what the broadcaster's, um, I guess, tone was. But I did see their coach apologising. Yes, I mean, I I was listening to a couple of people. There was um, Barry Glendening, an Irishman of Football Weekly, yesterday was talking about the fact that, um, yes, they probably should have apologised. However, the Sky Sports News presenter who said to the Irish lady, should you take some... Uh, should you be educating yourself? Uh, some people have been saying, well, maybe he should be educating him, him about British history in Ireland and maybe he might understand why these songs are sung. So, uh, yeah, maybe everyone can learn a little bit about um, their past. Um, and finally, in the CONCACAF League, uh, Olympia um, beat uh, Montague 1-0 um, in the second leg. And that's 1-0 on aggregate. Both... Olympia and uh, Montague are Honduran teams and in the other semi-final um, Alajalense who I couldn't pronounce last week Jesse uh, they drew 2-2 with Real España so um, Costa Rican team uh, Alajalense they go through 5-2 on aggregate to the final um, Jared uh, Real España are also a Honduran team are you glad that the um, Honduran dominance of uh, Central American football has been broken by the Costa Rican team advancing um, the, yeah <laughs> Jesse you're no, from I love it. Jesse you're from down that way do you feel glad that the um, 
that the threat of uh, the dominance of Honduran football has been broken? Is this because I said Mexico was in South America while watching Bake Off? <laughs> I knew that would push your buttons. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, right. Over here in Blighty in the Premier League. Um, we're recording on Friday night. So Brentford versus Brighton is already underway. So we're already talking about that. Uh, Saturday 12.30 on BT Sports. The early kickoff is Leicester versus Crystal Palace in the Jamie Scowcroft derby. Um Johnny Evans and Wolfram Ndidi out for Leicester. Uh, Leicester beat Forest last week, or a couple of weeks ago, but then they lost to Bournemouth last week. Uh, Palace beat Leeds. Um, Leicester conceded 24 goals. That's the worst in the Premier League. Although, uh, there is a celebration to be had this weekend. Uh, one more goal conceded, or one more, one more uh, sorry, one more loss if um, Palace managed to beat Leicester this weekend. That would be Leicester's 100th loss in the Premier League. That's something to celebrate for them, isn't it? Well, they should do, shouldn't they? That's more than Yaya Torre got that time. Yeah, they definitely should. Do you think they should come out, they could bring all the players out after the game and all stand in the centre circle and then someone brings out a big cake to present them with? Absolutely. Definitely. With a new manager. <laughs> yeah. The new manager. Like Erica Elanayak in Under Siege. The manager will actually pop out of the cake. Yeah. <laughs> like Erica Elanayak in Under Siege and dress the same as well. Uh, the new manager will pop out. Um, Jared, how do you think this game is going to go? I want Leicester to win, just because it doesn't look right with him at the bottom of the table. You're aware your grandfather um, is a Leicester fan, of course, aren't you? Do, you? do you want good things for him? Yeah, but at the same time, I did write an article about how getting European football, you're more than likely going to get relegated soon after, unless you're in the top six, so like the big six. So it's sort of falling into that. Well, surely in the interest of your article being accurate, you want them to lose. Yeah, I think that, that's that's the tough thing. Um, but I, I, I would like Leicester City to win, so I'm going to go for, for Leicester. Yeah, Jesse? Are you, are you cheering for the Eagles or the Foxes? <laughs> well, you know I love Foxes, Chris, but I also don't like how Leicester treats them. <laughs> um, I... It, Either one, but I do think Palace will take this one. Yeah, okay. Fulham versus Bournemouth, three o'clock Scott Parker Derby. Um, Alexander Mitrovic is still injured, which is bad news for people who forgot there was a Friday night kickoff in their fantasy Premier League. Um, Fulham, uh, their last seven games have got zero pain sheets. Bournemouth are unbeaten in five since uh, since Scott Parker left. Um, how do you think this one's going to go, Jesse? I feel like this is the one that people will be like, like you said, people will be like, oh, should I care about this one? Should I even watch this one? Maybe I'll have it on in the background while I'm making dinner. Yeah. Jared, is this less than much of the day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those where you, you probably turn it off before. <laughs> oh, really? You, you treat yourself to an early night and miss the last game? Yeah, that's that's probably what I do. Oh, I'll check the score. If there's like more than two goals, then maybe watch it. If it's a nil-nil, do you always switch off before the end of match of the day? If uh, the last game's nil-nil. If if I'm honest, unless there's good results, I don't usually watch match of the day. I, I'm kind of the same. I've not seen it for a couple of weeks, to be honest. Um, Wolves versus Forest, three o'clock in the Michael Mancian derby. Um, Nuno Espirito Santo has been rumoured to with a um, a return to the club after. Um, yes. 
Brian Lange has gone, yes. Have, have you, you sound something, Jesse, or are you pleased with it? No, I love Nuno. Oh, Until good. Until I find okay. out that he's done bad things, I will love him. <laughs> uh, Lopetegui apparently right. turned the, 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 um, the role down. Who did? Lopetegui. Apparently he's got family commitments back in Spain. so he... Of course he does. Well, listen, Thomas Tuchel already told us that he's turned down at least two roles. So yeah. why doesn't he just decide to lie about things like that? Um, I just, I like Farah. You know what? I will be happy whoever wins this match. How's that? Can I say oh, that? Of course you can. Yeah. Um, Jared, Ruben Neves is back from suspension, but Raul Jimenez and Nathan Collins are still out. Um, Forest have conceded from shots outside their box in the last seven consecutive games. Um, in the last seven consecutive Premier League games. So, Dean Henderson, for all is, I want to be the number one at Manchester United talk. He's got a lot to sort of live up to. Um, and Wolves have only scored three league goals this season. Uh, and they've won one out of their last 16. So, maybe this could be the last time match of the day. Um, yeah. To, to be honest, neither of these. I'm glad they're at three o'clock, so don't have to watch them. <laughs> um, but I think, I think for Wolves, I, th I think they'll win with the, the outside of the goal stat. I don't know whether that's much on Dean Henderson or more on the his defence and not closing the ball down enough. Yeah. Um, and here and that Nevers is decent from long range shots. I think. Wolves will almost likely win this one. Okay, uh, half past five on Sky Spurs versus Everton. The Vinny Samways derby. Uh, Richarlison and Kulisewski are still doubts. Anthony Gordon suspended for Everton. Um, a win gives Spurs their highest Premier League points tally after ten games. Jesse, that's pretty good, isn't it? And not only that, Everton have lost eighty-four Premier League games in London. That's the joint worst record of any team from outside the capital playing inside it. God, this is definitely a shoulders-back, chest-out scenario, isn't it? No, this is why we're going to lose. This is the me and Adam Darby, and Adam saying it right now. No, when the chips are down and when we're supposed to win, that's when, I don't know, like, somebody gets hurt and somebody gets a red card and Harry Kane misses a penalty. Should I say Again. it for him? Yes. So I be my, Adam. I'll be Adam. Okay. <laughs> the problem is my, my Adam voice is very similar to my Ryan voice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Uh, well, nothing can go wrong now. <laughs> this is very much... Was... Wait, now do your Ryan voice. Uh, nothing can go wrong now. Huh. Now yeah. do it in your voice, so we can tell the difference. <clears throat> and nothing can go wrong now. <laughs> That's good. Wait, can you do it? What's your Ross voice? <laughs> very similar to... <laughs> very similar to the others. Hey, nothing can go wrong now. That's my Jesse voice. Am I Minnie Mouse? <laughs> <Why> the... <laughs> it's just kind of like my sort of my 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 sort of ladies New York voice. Ah, you know what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do my Emma or um, Ali Stroke Andy voice. So that would be. Uh... Yeah, we've all heard that though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go through them all. Um, yeah, so um, you don't think this is a very safe game? No, no, no. Jared, um, <coughs> I would back. I'd back Tottenham to to get a win in this one. Okay, sorry, I swallowed some water down the wrong hole before I said your voice. Jared, do you want to say it in Chris' voice? 
Yeah. Yeah. Bear me on and give me a lift home tomorrow. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. That's great. What about your Cornish accent? Do your best Cornish accent. Say nothing can go wrong now in your best Cornish accent. Come on. Nothing can go wrong now. No, that was awful. <laughs> that was I'm not going again. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was awful. And well, that, it, it can only get... it to you guys. It can only get better then. Mm. Come on. No. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah, maybe next week. I'll practice. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll bear that in mind. Uh, okay, so... Um... Sunday, 2 o'clock on Sky, it's the Andy Townsend derby as Aston Villa play Chelsea. Chelsea won their last three. Uh, Villa have won one, drawn three of their last four games. So they're sort of doggedly not losing without being particularly spectacular at Aston Villa. Um, although we, we did say earlier on that Chelsea are on that fine run at the moment under Potter. So even though it's at Villa Park, can anyone see um, an Aston Villa win? You sound sad by that. I mean, you know, I want Kirsten to have nice things. Oh, yes, this is her team, isn't she? Yeah. Mm. And sorry, Ryan, but, you know, I I never mind when Chelsea lose. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, again, in the same way, I only want nice things for Simon as well. So on the Sunday show, so... uh... Is Simon a Villa fan? He is. Come on, Villa. Up the Villa. That's what he sounds like. Oh, do it again, do it again. Come on, Villa, up the Villa. <laughs> Sound like a sad teddy bear. <laughs> One of the raggy dolls. <laughs> um, Jared, how do you reckon this oh, one's going to... I'm gonna... just going to give it to Villa. Yeah, okay, Jared? Uh, I think Chelsea will win this one. Okay. Chris, uh, you have to give it to Villa. I'll give it to Villa. Um, Leeds versus Arsenal, uh, two o'clock in the Sanchez-Watt derby. Anyone know the funny story about Sanchez-Watt and the referee? Oh, no. you, yes, only because you've told this one. So tell it right. again. Um, so Sanchez Watts uh, was, uh, he committed a foul and was going to get booked by the referee. Uh, and the referee says, name. And he goes, what? And the referee goes, name. And he says, what? And the referee says, name. And he says, what? So the referee sends him off a descent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Sanchez Watts captain had to run over to the referee and said no his name is Sanchez Watts that's his name <laughs> did he get brought back on or not? he got brought back on yeah the referee went oh sorry and brought him back on the pitch um yeah so uh Arsenal won 4-1 um at Ellen Road last season of course they had that uh extremely lucky win against Liverpool last week they won their last three uh Leeds have yeah, lost three and drawn two their last five sorry Jesse say again can we talk for a hot second about how like concussion protocol was completely, utterly, and totally ignored in that match. Okay, that I, I Darwin, don't. You know, the match that Darwin Nunez scored that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goal. That one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can do. I don't. I don't I didn't see the match. I've not brought myself to watch the highlights. So tell me about the um, the concussion. Sarah, did you see this one? Um, I saw. I think I saw the second half of this one. Ironically, have you forgotten about the concussion incident? <laughs> if, if I'm honest, I don't even remember the concussion incident happening. I mean, Gabriel Jesus got, like, 
completely smashed, may have even lost consciousness a little bit because immediately everybody on both teams, like the second he went down, everybody on both teams raised their arms and started calling for the medic. Mm -hmm. And they did their standard, like, you know, three second concussion protocol. And then when they tried to keep him off, he went crazy, which players do. We've all seen. Abel Hernandez, when that happened in the 2010 World Cup, he has since said he wishes that, you know, players will always fight to stay on the pitch, but he wishes that he had been overridden because he's since had to, like, drastically cut down on a bunch of, like, you know, things in his life because he suffered from, like, you know, post-concussion syndrome. Mm. So they, so, so Gabby Jesus, you know, on the sideline was like, no, 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 I'm going back in. And they let him back in, not like three minutes after he got smushed. Which is weird because from a financial point of view, you spent a lot on this asset of Gabriel Jesus to bring him to the club and then you pay him an awful lot every week as well. You'd think you want to look after him a lot better. Also true. Yeah. If you're I looking at it from a cold hard view. And really, really upsetting to watch. Like, I could barely focus on my beautiful player, Darwin Nunez. I mean, the match afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really, like, it's very upsetting to see how players are treated as commodities. But even like you just said, not even, like, um, not, not even treated well as commodities. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about Manchester United versus Newcastle? Two o'clock in the Gabriel Obertown derby. Manchester United won four out of five in the league. Uh, Newcastle won their last two games, 5-1 and 4-1. So they're on a, a, a run of form at the moment. This is going to be quite a difficult one to call, isn't it, Jared? Yeah, I feel like Newcastle, after all the, all the money that Orban has put in, this is the sort of game that they're going to be well up for because to them it's probably the you maybe put it as the biggest name of foot in English football for a long for like the most the, the most well-known global name I'd say so to them what? trying to Man United what I'd, I'd say if, if you travel around the world more people will be wearing a Man United shirt than any other English club what uh oh, Jared, what did you do? Jared, but oh, it's a long walk home tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did you not mean Liverpool? Is that what you meant? Yes, no, no, I, meant. I did mean United. <laughs> 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 oh, right, you're sat in the boot with all the IKEA you stuff. Actually, you know what? You clearly meant the doormat. Yes, you meant the Dorm, <laughs> Dorma FC you met, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, go on, carry on, Jared. But yeah, I, th I think I, I saw an Eddie Howe thing that says this they're the sort of team that they want to aspire to be, you know. Yeah. Ever, sort of wealthy, always, well, usually at the top of the league. Um, if, so to them, this is going to be, the, if they can beat them, it'll be a good benchmark to see where they are and they're going to be well, well motivated for it. Yeah. Um, just a quick one on Man United. So, 
What's the first sort of, in English football, what's the first sort of season you properly remember, given your sprightly youth? Oh, God. Um, properly remember. Probably go for like Man United winning the league, sort of Wayne Rooney, Ferguson, um, Van Persie up front, sort of. 2013. So the last time yeah. we won the league, 2013. So, so obviously Manchester United are a big sort of global entity, and in the 90s or the noughties, they were hugely, hugely successful. But you don't remember that. You've only seen United as a sort of struggling team trying to climb back to the glory where they were in before. I mean, are they? It's a ridiculous question, but are, I guess they're a big club to you. But how big are they in your mind as compared to? Man City who all you've I ever think, known is success with them haven't you yeah but you, I sort of know the history like Man City have they've only recently come into their their name when like Tevez is there and yeah you've got Aguero sort of making the name for them where United I think you can sort of tell who's been big before then because all the kids at school that's the team they support you know they'll go oh, I'm a United fan hmm where I think now you're getting more fans that go, I'm a Man City fan, I'm a Liverpool fan. Where back when I back back before, it's like everyone was a Man United fan. That's because they'd they'd won the most stuff. You you hear about Ferguson winning the league with every what well, no matter team what he gets, and then winning the Champions League, you got the Neville's, your Beckham. So mm. all of those names, you sort of I I still see United as probably the biggest name. In England, if you went around the world, I think more people would know United than any other team. Okay. Um, right, we'll move very quickly on from that. Um, <laughs> Southampton versus West Ham, 2 o'clock in the Ian Dowie derby. Saints have lost their last four. Uh, West Ham have won their last two. Jesse, where do you stand on this one? Maybe this is the most boring one? It's on a Sunday, though, so it'll be match of the day two rather than match of the day. Uh-huh. So maybe the last time match of the day two. Although, where are they both on the table right now? Oh, I you, know. Have you written that in your notes? No, I'm not. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Southampton a uh, 17th, West Ham a 13th. There you go. Three That's points just, apart. Just what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I feel, I mean, Southampton have a chance in this one, but West Ham always pull it through in the most unappealing way. Yeah. What about you, Jared? I th- I think it'll be West Ham. Um, I think after this, if if um, if the Wolves Nottingham Forest game doesn't end in a draw, then Southampton will be in the relegation zone. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and that'll be if they lose this as well, with five straight losses. Yeah. So it's not not looking too good for them. Okay, and then finally, half past four on Sky, uh, it is Liverpool versus Manchester City in the Paul Walsh derby. This was two two last season. Um, Liverpool's last three in the league, although they've had that great win in the Champions League, uh, they've lost one, drawn two. Manchester City won their last three at an aggregate of uh, 13 goals, four and three against. Um, I'm not going to say it this week. <laughs> Jared and Jesse. Wait, took... Wait, when was the last time you did say it? I said it once in before the Merseyside derby against Everton and it did work out. I am not saying it in this. You've said it four times today. Yeah, not about, not about my team. <laughs> not about my team. That's different. 
I'm not going to say it. Jesse's. I will give you that this is a tough one. To say. <laughs> say nice things about <laughs> Liverpool and terrible things about Manchester City and how Liverpool are going to win. Man. Sorry? This is hard. This one is a tough one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Your Make your family feel better. Um, I think maybe the loss of Alexander Arnold could could work in 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 Liverpool's favour here. A bit more defensive, so you got Joe Gomez mm. sort of playing as a third centre back. I think that could could work out in in your favour. It'd be interesting to see what formation Klopp goes with because you usually get success against Man City, even if you know you're not in the best form. It was, it's always a decent game, and you never quite know who's going to win it so it, I think it's more intriguing to see what both teams line up with with Man City you know typical Guardiola you don't know who who they're going to place on the pitch most likely Foden and Haaland that's all you can all you can probably say so I, I do think Man City will win it but I'd, I'd have a have a feeling Liverpool could 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 cause some damage to this Man City team alright Jesse did you give me your I think coming off that 7-1 is a huge I know it's you know for for Champions League but I think that's a huge confidence boost mm-hmm. uh, that you definitely needed um, Salah needed that as well as an individual you know individually um, so I, I think that's not to be discounted as the emotional aspect of, of coming into this Men's City match off of that um so i it it'll be really hard but i could see you putting up a fight oh good <laughs> somebody can <laughs> <laughs> brilliant okay um right has uh, anyone got any other business tool um hey where can we read jared's articles Ooh. um at total football analysis so probably have to go go through through the archives on that one. Excellent. Just put just put my my name in Jared Gazenda G U Z E N D A, and they should they should hopefully pop up. Thanks. Wow, lovely. Uh, right, okay. So we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. Um, Ali and Simon and Dave will be back uh, after the weekend to uh, review the games that we've been previewing here. You can follow us on Instagram and. Um, Twitter at Man in the Post. You can follow us on uh, Facebook if you give Man in the Post a like on there. Um, you can find us on Acast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, all your usual um, podcast providers. All you need to do is search out Man in the Post and all your future uh, episodes will fall automatically in your inbox if you subscribe. We always love a, um, a five-star review. Any of those will be gratefully received. Um, I went to the Apple shop in... Um, Plymouth the other week and I may have spent most of my time in the Apple shop walking around subscribing to Man on the Post on the display models so <laughs> hopefully they're still there with us um, so yeah uh, Jared if they want to follow you on Twitter how do they do that uh, at Gazenda S-A so that's G-Z-E-N-D-A again yeah uh, and Jesse if they want to follow you how do they do that Mm-hmm. And- I'm great <laughs> and they can follow me at Jesse Loesch as well uh, guys thank you ever so much 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and always remember to keep your man of the post.